We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Courtside with Christy and Gabe. We've got freshly hot popped popcorn sitting here and some cranberry juice, no lime, and no ice. And we have a lot to talk about, Gabe, man. Listen, Thanksgiving was last week, but hey, we have so much to be thankful for. There have been so many stops and starts, pushes and pulls when it has come down to these basketball games, football games, all the sports Mm -hmm. that we love. But we're thankful for the games that we have been able to see, right? Yeah, there's games. There's actual, actual uh, college basketball played at a high level by a lot of really good teams. Some teams didn't get to play. That's whatever. We're here now. Right. Um, but, you know, yeah, it's nice. And, you know, the other thing is, like, there's there's an NFL game going on right now. I don't know if you knew this. It's, yeah, it's the Ravens, like 345. Right? <laughs> yeah, 345 on a Wednesday, and there's somehow a uh, an NFL game going on. So at least, like, we're yeah. not necessarily in that situation. Like, we got, yeah. we got most of the games. We got most of the games. They were supposed <laughs> to happen. Yeah. And now we're, now we're heading forward. Yeah, heading forward on the Her Hoop Stats podcast network. Make sure you guys subscribe and make comments on everything that you are hearing from us, which will be a lot today, Gabe. We have a lot to talk about and a lot of hoops to uh, decipher and and dissect through. And uh, I'll let you go ahead and and get us started today. Well, so I had some questions because, like, I, I watched all of the beach bubble um in fort myers which uh was actually a really great it wasn't necessarily a tournament it was just kind of like there's every team played three games maryland was maryland was in it arkansas was in it um missouri state were the headliners but i, I thought all the teams were interesting so i'm writing about that for the her hoop stats newsletter which you guys should follow at her hoop stats on twitter uh to see that you can follow me on twitter at gabe underscore ibrahim and you can follow christy on twitter at Christy W. Scott 51. Hey. 
Okay. Um, so yeah, I was watching that tournament. I have, I have a lot of thoughts, um, which I'm going to put in an article, but I just wanted to talk like generally about early season basketball. Um, Cause I, a, a media slot media person, I love overreacting to these things. So I'm like, you know, okay. Like Maryland's a championship contender. Like Arkansas's defense is, is bad. Right. Like I'm making all these just like snap judgments, but I wanted to ask you like, how early season, what are the things that you think um, kind of will stay with the team and what are the things that will kind of go away? So if it's like when you're watching a team early on, mm-hmm. what makes you say, okay, this team's going to be as good as we expected or this team's not going to be as good as we expected? Well, I think you have to look at the defensive side of things. And I know that's not a typical thing for people to look at first, mm-hmm. But for me, I think, you know, people are talking about chemistry and and pace and all of this stuff. And none of that can happen unless you're playing great defense. So you've got to be on the same page. And the teams that that get in rhythm on the defensive side of the floor the fastest and are able to sustain it in the most efficient way are the teams that are the most successful at the end of the year. And that's usually the last thing to come. The offense, you know, I think are, you know, you can make reads. If plays break down, you can make good reads. And I think, you know, that chemistry comes a little bit more easily than the defensive side of the court when it comes to when do I help? What kind of defensive player are all of my teammates? How are we communicating? I think that takes more of an adjustment than the offensive side. Yes, you have a lot to put in. Yes, you don't have your your scrimmages or your preseason games and all that to kind of iron out the kinks and and everything. But I think on defense, and I think most coaches will say the same, like if you get your defense in first, then you can plug in your offense after that because then now your offense is going to be going against some stabilized defense. Mm So you're not seeing the fool's gold of shots falling and like, well, you're not playing good defense, you know, and that's always the issue of, you know, was it great offense or terrible defense, right? So you have to have your defense formed first. And I think that's the first thing that coaches put in. They put in their press, they put in their quarter court, they put in their out of bounds under defenses. And then you structure your offense around your solid defense that you've plugged in. And then you can really see, Um, what you can do on the offensive side when you have people up the line, people in help, people communicating on pick and roll situations, then you really see what you have on the offensive end. That's interesting because I always think um, watching some of these teams like South Carolina, for example, they they struggled for them, right? Like they did not win games by double-digit points. Um, They're still number one in the country, and they they played some really good teams in South Dakota and Gonzaga. Um, But I did notice like their front court – was not communicating on um, on pick and roll, not necessarily pick and roll plays, but just where there's off ball screen coming. They weren't communicating well. So, but in my mind, I was saying, "Well, they'll figure this out. This is just right. a we haven't we haven't played full speed yet." Mm-hmm. Um, but it kind of seems like that you're you're on the opposite side of the spectrum. Like when you see that, you're like, "That's a, that's their big problem right now." Right, right. I think you know for any team, I think again, you know, when you don't have the I don't know, the creature comfort of having a couple scrimmages under your belt to iron out your rotations, to iron out, you know, who you're going to sub if someone gets in foul trouble and what that looks like and what things you 
can run with different lineups on the floor on both sides. And there's so much more that goes into it than just subbing in and out. Like there's like yeah. a strategy behind uh, who you have on the floor. And I think, you know, for, for Dawn Staley and, and South Carolina in particular, I mean, they have such an incredible amount of depth at every position mm-hmm. that it's probably so much fun for her. It should probably say the same thing I would hope, but she, she has so many different looks that she can throw on the floor. So I think, you know, these first couple of games for South Carolina has really afforded her to experiment a little bit. Um, once they created the leads and, and got things, yeah. you know, uh, all balanced out in that regard. I mean, I think you can really say that, that South Carolina is probably one of the, the most deep teams in the country yeah. this season, which is why they're at number one. It's not just five deep. It's not seven deep. Like they can go 10 deep and rotate players in and out and not miss a beat. What about free throw shooting? So they, I mean, South, if we're not, if we're talking more generally, but South Carolina's free throw shooting was terrible uh, yeah. over the weekend at the bad boy, bad boy mowers crossover classic. <laughs> um, but yeah, so their free throw shooting was, was terrible. They're, right. I think they're like a 58%. Yeah. Um, does that concern you going forward? Or is it just like, I like, you're just like, no, I don't understand. Free throw shooting to me mm-hmm. is something that does really concern me. Cause that's something you could do at any time it, yeah. when, when you were on lockdown, like you could, you could find a way to do a free throw. So does right. that, I mean, to me, that was, that was concerning from South Carolina as a coach. If you see that early going, it's like, are you really concerned or is it just going to kind of pick up? I, I don't think I'm as concerned. I mean, I, I, you know, free throws are free. That's why they call them that. But yeah. I think for, for me, yeah, you could be on your driveway or, or wherever, you know, during the summer and the pandemic by yourself shooting these free throws and getting these clips. But what are you doing before those shots go up? Listen, these are up and down, move your feet. Cardio is on full blast. And now you have to stop and shoot a free throw. So it's different. I think the training ahead of that, you know, if you're, I mean, maybe you are running on the track, you ran a mile and, oh, let me go shoot some free throws. Mm-hmm. That's different than playing a, a stop-start game. Boom, 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 boom. You're running, you're running, you're running for five minutes straight and then stopping on a dime because you got fouled. Now you have to stick two free throws. Your legs are probably a little noodly. Mm-hmm. You're probably, you know, not feeling that, that leg strength that you need to be efficient from the line. So I think as the games go on, that, that number is going to go up for, for Dawn Staley and, and South Carolina. I think that, you know, you can, you can take a thousand free throws if all you want to and stand there and have great rhythm and knock in, you know, 75, 80% of them, but let's get into a real game. Yeah. Let's get into up and down. Let's get into real uh, cardio workout ahead of shooting these free throws and see what, what it would look like. So I think it's going to get better and it is a concern, but I think, you know, conditioning will take care of that as, as the season moves forward, I think. That's interesting. Is that, is that, um, do you think Don Staley's telling her team there? Or is she just, she's just using this to, <laughs> mo- she's going to use this more to motivate them in them in those sprints. I think, I think a little bit of both. I think she's telling them like, Hey, look, I mean, our free throws were, were not up to par, you know, not even 60%. Mm. And, you know, I think a lot of that has to do with our conditioning. So we got to buckle down, like buckle down the weight room, buckle down with our sprints, make sure our stamina is where it needs to be so we can get up to the line and not be huffing and puffing and lungs burning and, you know, and not have our legs under our shots. So I'm sure that's, that's a motivating factor. I mean, that would motivate me. If she's coaching me and she said that, I'd be like, you're right. We got to, we got to be ready 
to not get those shots. I don't care what the score is. Like you don't play what, you know, whatever the score is, you play to a standard. And I know John Staley has standards set for her team. Yes. And that was, that was well <laughs> below and that was well below. So um, I'm sure that's something that um, hopefully that won't be a, a concern moving forward throughout the season, because then, no. you know, when you're in those close games, that'll make you pay. Um, but hopefully um, we'll see a change in that for South Carolina. Yeah. And there, I never can do, I never like, thought about conditioning in terms of free throw shooting oh yeah um i guess because like you know i don't you, you play pickup <laughs> as someone who just plays pickup like I, I, that doesn't happen right um yeah no free so throws, I, ne- right? I never yeah no free throws ever um but i never really considered how much conditioning can can factor into that so yeah that's why you um, shoot them at the end right shoot them at the end of practice or do your sprints and then shoot them you know mm-hmm. you're trying to simulate how you feel in the game you know and, and that's what that's why coaches do that you know, you're not going to take like 50 free throws at the beginning of practice when you're fresh as a daisy. You're not going to mm-hmm. get anything out of that. You're going to take them at the end. You're going to run and shoot some more, run and shoot some more, you know, so it, it feels natural when you get in the game. You're not tired. Yeah. That's how Ray Allen used to finish all his workouts. I remember exactly. reading that. Exactly. Yeah, he, he, would do, he would do this crazy, you know, Ray is one of the most in shape basketball players oh, I've ever seen. Absolutely. So he would do this entire like crazy workout and then have to hit like 50 free throws or 100 free throws or whatever he had time for i'm telling you um made a difference for him <laughs> yeah no, I, I hadn't thought about that that's interesting um so my last my last kind of general take and question about coaching and then we can get into some of the more sure. specific was um if you're a good team mm-hmm. a ranked team let's say in south carolina we can continue with using them sure do you kind of want the team to struggle a little bit? Like, do you want, like, do you, do you want them to win by 50 or are you kind of, if you're, if you're a coach, you're saying, you know, Hey, maybe if we winning by 10 points is, is just fine at this point. I mean, you do know who you're talking to, right? Yes. No, I do. I want to beat people. I want to beat people's heads in. Like, I don't care. If, if you had to, you know, if it's by one or by 50, I want to win. Um, but if we struggle, and still win, yeah. I'm good. I'm good with that. I'm, I, I have a, I'm good with that. We struggle and lose, I, I, you know, I'm a little concerned. But if we struggle and win, um, I think that's good. I think that's good. You don't want to get too comfortable or complacent mentally. But at the same time, I mean, you're going – I mean, you got to make a statement every game. And, you know, every game these days, you don't know where the next game is going to be, right? Sure. So this is a championship game. Like, <laughs> hey, we play tomorrow. That's a championship game. Because we don't know if they're going to, you know, if everything's going to stop after that. Mm-hmm. So what good would that do if you go half-hearted? Like, oh, we have another game on oh. Sunday. So I'm going to try to reserve a tank. Why? Like, you don't know what the next day is going to bring. You better go all out. And if all out is not up to par in terms of how well the team overall has done or produced, I mean, if you get the win, you can still correct things. I mean, either way you learn. Like for me, it's like you win, you still learn. You lose, you still learn. So there, yeah. there are always lessons and there's always a, a measuring stick that is beyond points on the board, right? There, there are metrics and analytics and, and everything that you're going to look at um, after games to see where you can improve, win or lose. But I like looking at metrics and analytics, you know, even if they're not up to uh, the team standards, but I like looking at that um, a lot better after a win. Even right. if we did, you know what I'm saying? Even if we oh, didn't yeah. play as well as we could have, 
you know, there are still things that we can correct. And, you know, you never want to sit back and say we won. So let's just get to the next game and see what happens then. Like, no, let's get to the next game. And hey, you know what? We only had seven assists in this game. Let's let's look to double that. And mm-hmm. this game, let's move the ball. We, we got out rebounded last game. We still won. But let's look, you know, let's yeah. work a little harder on the glass. So I, I think there's a lot to be said for for both sides of it. But I like winning. <laughs> <laughs> yes, always. I, you always want to win. That's a hot, <laughs> hot take on the courtside <laughs> podcast. You want to win. No, I just think for, for a team like South Carolina, like you have the target on your back. Now you know people are going to come after you. Yeah. Now you know exactly what the intensity level of each and every team playing you. I think to, right. to me – it kind of get now that you said someone got close to us, right? Well, now we got it. We got to take it up to another two levels because now yeah. we we've fallen back one to where people think they can compete with us. We yeah. got to push it up. Um, yeah. and you know I think, I think especially like Aaliyah Boston because obviously she's a fantastic player. Yeah. Um, she she didn't have like that great of a tournament. She put up what eleven points and eight. Well, for her, I mean, 11, for her, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> averaged <laughs> eleven points and eight point three rebounds. Right. Um, you know, I think uh, I think this kind of lights a little little spark under her. So I I, th- I don't think sure. it's the end of the world for uh for South Carolina struggle a little bit. No, um, and you're going to get everybody's best game. I mean, we saw that with the Duke men's team, you know, losing mm-hmm. to Michigan State, and you know you're going to get the the best punch, and people want to beat great teams, you know, and that's just mm-hmm. what what it is, just in general across the board, any sport. Like you, you want to see them lose, <laughs> yeah. um, but it, it's the challenge of staying on top that, that sustains the best teams, the challenge of staying there. It's not necessarily the process of getting there. You appreciate that. But now that you are number one in the country, like how do we sustain that? And mm-hmm. therein lies the challenge and the issue of, of being at your competitive best at all times. Yeah. Um, so now let's move, let's move to, although I do want to mention both UVA's men and win, women's team both lost. Um, I feel I feel for the women's team because I actually I, I really like uh, what they have going on, yeah. but I don't feel bad for the men's team. <laughs> I don't. I do. I feel nothing uh, for that men's team. Um, but yeah, the, let's let's get moving. Uh, one state north, your state, uh, move to Maryland because yeah. to me they kind of enca- encapsulate a lot of what we were talking about before. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're in the beach trouble. Yeah. In their first game, they beat Davidson yes. um, handily. Mm-hmm. Then they lose to Missouri State. Yes. It was a really good team. We're going to say that right up front. Really, yeah. really, really strong team. Um, then they go out the final game of the tournament and beat down Arkansas. Uh, yeah. the, the score was uh, 115 to like 96, I think. Yeah, 115 96. Yeah. Uh, that is the most points that Maryland has scored against a ranked opponent ever. Do you know what team held the record before that? Oh, my goodness. I don't know the team who held the record, but was it, was it back in the day? Like, way back? You should know this. Oh, was I on the team? Yes, you were on the team. Oh, good. Um, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I can tell you maybe. Hold up, hold up. Who did we put up 100 and something on? Was it Virginia? Yes. <laughs> See? <laughs> Look at that. Christy Winters. Uh, so this article that I found in the, in the Baltimore sun is a little bit confusing, um, because it doesn't tell me how many points you had, but it says you hit it. You hit a layup with 16 seconds left. Oh yeah, that was me. That was me at overtime. (laughs) Yes, sir. I remember it. 
<laughs> so, and then you hit some free throws at the end of the game. But Don Staley had 34 points. That's okay. We won, though. See, I told you it doesn't matter. I like winning. Don was killing us. But, you know, we had the last laugh at that one. Yeah, that was a really good game, by the way. I remember yeah. that. Yep, I was on the line and everything. I didn't know how many. There were 16 seconds left when I scored. Hello. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it was a great pass. We'll take we'll take no credit for that. It was a great pass, whoever threw it. So that's that's that about that. <laughs> uh, they do not have who threw you the pass. Darn it. It was probably Dina Tate. Shout out Dina, Dina Tate. Tate. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, that actually she I mean, this is a very it's a very weirdly written story. I'm upset oh, okay. about it because it doesn't tell me how many points you had. Um I don't but you guys are so apparently you guys are crushing teams that year. Um yeah, and we then were. this was like your closest game. Yeah. We, I think I had, I think I had 17 in that game, by the way, or it was either 17 or 20 something. If it was at Virginia, was it at Virginia? Yes. Does it say? Oh, I think I had, I think that's the one I had 27. I had oh, 27 wow. in that one. Yeah. How do you not put that in this sheet, man? Come on. I don't know. We need that in the sheet, even though Don had 34, but that's all right. But I remember well, Vicky, at, they at Virginia. What did Vicky have? Vicky had. Vicky had 28 and 12. See, yeah, there we go. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a baller, man. Two-time yeah, Olympian. Yeah. No, you got it. that team. That team is that team is awesome. <laughs> I wish I wish I could find some tape of you guys. Maybe oh, I man. will. Maybe yeah, I, I can. We'll I can. <laughs> I can try to. I can try to find something. Um, but yeah. So that's the, that's the last time. Wow. Maryland scored this many points on a a ranked opponent. Um, I think Arkansas is very good, as everyone knows from listening to every. I have a weird obsession with this team i think they're fantastic um their defense is not great but still 115 against any opponent is really impressive so yeah. as a maryland alumni yeah are you more which side of, which side of things do you do you look at because I'm, I'm i'm glass half full i'm saying this team put up 115 on arkansas yeah. this team the theory of it really makes sense uh chloe bibby and katie benzen just like complete the picture I love yeah. it. Like those two spacing the floor, they move really well. They know exactly where to be um, transferring in to play with Angel Reese, Diamond Miller and Ashley Wusu. Like yeah. that team makes perfect sense. Yeah. I love what they got. But so I'm, 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 I'm glass half full. Are you looking at glass half empty kind of focusing more on that Missouri state loss? No, because I think prior to that game, you know, I was telling my daughter, I was like, you know, Missouri state had I'd done some recruiting with her, offered her and everything like that. Maka Gugwa, who is a fantastic coach, was associate head coach at Michigan State with Susie Merchant for years in the Big Ten. And, you know, she's from Northern Virginia. She's from Vienna, played at Oakton and everything like that. So she has ties here. So anyway, I told her, I said, you know, they only lost one player from last year and they have so many great pieces coming back and they had superb energy and chemistry and I was a little concerned about that this early in the season for Maryland. And they did beat Maryland, turned Maryland over, I believe it was 26 times, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. I don't have it in front of me. But 26 turnovers, several travel calls uh, in that game. So, uh, you know, Missouri State kind of sped Maryland up a little bit, knowing that they didn't have that chemistry and, you know, that time together, no scrimmages coming into the season, as we've discussed, being um, an important piece of preparation. So, you know, for Maryland to bounce back from that, I think, you know, I'm not going to hold on to that Missouri State game if I'm Brenda Freeze and her staff. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure that it was a wake-up call when that buzzer went off and they were on the losing end in that contest by nine points. Uh, I believe that was the, the, the separation there. But yeah. 
I mean, that's something, I mean, the games were back to back to back. So you don't really have time to sit and dwell, but you can learn, right? And um, teaching is not simply telling sometimes. Mm -hmm. you, you don't just say, well, this is what happened at a game. And, and you just, by saying that, think that the players have been taught something. So it's not about what you say, right? It's about what you do on the floor. And for Maryland to turn right back around and beat Arkansas that way, because they returned four starters to their team too. Yep. So it's not necessarily what you say, it's what you do. So they didn't turn the ball over as much, right? They shot the lights out. Katie Benson went completely bananas from three. Like she shot the lights out in that game. So, you know, when you can just lock in to the task at hand and for Brenda Freeze right now, she needs to hang on to that, what the team mm. did in response to not performing to their capabilities uh, against Missouri State and taking nothing away from Missouri State because they forced the issue. They made it tough for them all game long on the defensive end and, as I said, sped them up into, you know, 26 turnovers. But, you know, the response to that kind of defeat could have been, oh, we're missing so many pieces. Oh, like, are, you know, are you going to cower away mm -hmm. or are you going to step up to the challenge? And I think as a personality check for the team, I, I like what I saw in the response I did too. To, to that loss. And, you know, I think everyone's kind of waiting to see how Maryland would respond after losing that game and playing another ranked team the very next day and yeah. even a higher ranked team in the top 15 in Arkansas. So I think with, with that in front of them, um, I think, you know, the sky's the limit because that win probably created so much more confidence in this young team that, hey, you know, we actually do have the pieces. Hey, we may be young, but we can actually put up 115 points on a tough, tough Arkansas squad. Yeah. And, I mean, I, I do want to stress, like, Arkansas's defense is not that good. Um, yeah, I think they'll get better as the season moves on. But I'm right. a little concerned. But to, for on the Maryland side of things like mm -hmm. that, it, what they did in the third quarter, they scored yeah. 41 points in the third quarter. Right. To me, that was the biggest. I always look for that um, mm -hmm. is when it, you, can, you can find championship teams in the third quarter. Yeah. Is whether you're down or you're up, in this mm -hmm. situation, they were up. So it was time for them to put it away. Right. They were up, they were up like, uh, I don't know, uh, like 10, close to 10 points a half. Um, they, it was time to put it away. And that's right. exactly what they did. They just said, okay, right. this game's over. We're not letting you come back because that's when Arkansas likes to come back is in the third quarter. And they said, no, we're going to put our foot down and that's it. That yep. to me shows me a championship team. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. In the Missouri State game though, I do think what you're saying, like the chemistry, the experience, the veteranness of Missouri State was just too much. Um, yeah. That team, I mean, they knew you can't have that many turnovers a team against a team yeah. that knows exactly what you're going to do with it. You can yeah. barely have that many turnovers against a team that has a, as many turnovers as that, but <laughs> against right. a team that's solid, understands exactly where everyone is, you can't you can't lose a turnover battle by they lost it by almost ten. Yeah, and, and, and they. I they also lost the offensive rebounding battle. It was just, to right. me, like those, those things are tied to the other team just having more experience in those situations and knowing how to play off each other. Yeah, no doubt. And, and look at the third quarter scoring in that game yeah. against Missouri State. What was that? You have it in front of you. Uh, 23 to nine for Missouri State. There it State. is. Well, there it is. And I think, 
maybe, and I wasn't a fly on the wall in the locker room during the Arkansas mm -hmm. halftime game with Maryland, but listen, I am sure that that was a topic of discussion. Like that's where we lost the game when we played against Missouri state. Mm -hmm. We have a, a restart button to press right now, come out of the gates in the second half and take over the game and 41 points compared to nine points. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's there it. you go. That's the difference maker. That's the difference maker. So, I mean, there are a lot of things to be learned, like I said, in, in wins and losses, but I think, you know, you, you want to have good trends as a team and you don't want to be a team to come out of the locker room at halftime and have a drop off because that'll kill you in the end. Mm -hmm. So I think that's what Maryland learned the most in that tournament. Uh, or the bubble, beach bubble, was to, okay, we have to maintain our intensity. And in this third quarter, we are not going to have that be the issue for this team this year. And they made a statement about it with those no, points. That was really impressive. I mean, they have the talent, too. I mean, Angel sure. Reese. Yeah. Oh, she looks good. Yes. She looks good. She looks yeah. really – I mean, she, she looks like a grown woman as a freshman. Right. Um, and she can, I don't know. I mean, I think she has limitless potential. Um, and then you, yeah, you factor in Owusu, who's obviously a great player. Um, right. I think Diamond Miller, like she'll, she'll get there too, to the point where we're saying this team is yeah. got, got the goods. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm excited for Maryland. I'm excited yeah. for Maryland. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, th let me, let me see when the next big schedule game is. Cause we never they played Thursday. They played Thursday against Towson. Yes. Uh, then they have Rutgers on December fourteenth. Hopefully, that game happens. So it should be fun. Yeah. And then we we end up pack uh, to Big Ten play. Yep. Um. Yeah. So we'll, we'll they have a little bit of time to to work out whatever kinks they uh, they found. Yeah. But man, that team's good. Tough, that seems good. right? Also, a lot uh, live score. Uh, uh -oh. Lamar Lamar is down by three at Texas A and M right now oh boy yeah oh boy how much time uh it's, ha it's gonna be halftime soon oh so. coming up on half okay. we, we're not gonna get we're not gonna get ahead of ourselves. i know i was like <laughs> See, that's exciting two minutes left or something i'd be like oh snap we gotta put this on pause <laughs> so we can watch the end of that but wow uh, three-point game okay <laughs> yeah that, that one's on sec network plus which i hope i get i don't i don't know but speaking of upsets almost upsets uh baylor last night yeah not snuck out of Tampa with a 67 to 62 win. Hmm. Uh, I don't know why Baylor went to play in Tampa. I think ba Baylor is one of those schools. that's just like, wherever, whoever, wherever <laughs> we're down. Tell us time. Tell us time. And we're there. <laughs> you got a space for us. We're playing. Right. Um, right. And, and it, it was really close um, for Baylor last night. Uh, I, I think um, the story though, Mm -hmm. is uh dd richards yes who in the off season had um a collision with one of her teammates led to a spinal cord injury yeah and there was there were some doctors who said she would never play again yeah and, and this was like 38 days ago just about. yeah i was gonna say a month and a half at the most and i you know i remember seeing it on twitter and and i saw the immediate reaction everyone you know was hoping that she'd be okay and you see i, I don't even remember what it was the thing is, uh, uh, spinal a spinal cord injury without radiographic abnormality. Oof. Basically, she was temporarily paralyzed. She was. And she came out last night, 
seven uh, seven assists all in the second half. No, unbelievable. I mean, she had those four points, but those seven assists. You know, that first of all, it's just incredible that she was able to suit up number one and run onto the floor to warm up, Mm -hmm. and then compete. And then excel at competing. So Dee Dee Richards, man, I saw a video on Twitter of her in a walker right when she was trying to get her movement and mobility back. And I'm like, wow, this kid has defied all odds and is on the floor. I mean, how motivational is she? I mean, think about that. I mean, listen. Not a lot of people can do that. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what the, the statistics are on that. But my God, if you, you have to go search it out. I don't know if it's on, it may be on the Baylor site. And she was in a walker and she was trying to move her legs. And then she got to the point where she didn't have the walker, but she had one of those, um, those big bumper things. And she was moving it from side to side, doing That's side crazy. lunges. And I'm like... First of all, I can't even do that now. And I am, <laughs> I am somewhat well physically to be able to move. And I'm like, and she's twisting and moving and lunging down to each side and then dropping down, boom, boom, boom. And then to go out there and have this look on her face of someone who will not be denied. I mean, my gosh, I, I get chills up and down my arms because I mean, to have somebody tell you, hey, you may not ever be able to play the game ever again uh, to a senior who already had the postseason stripped away in March. Mm-hmm. Um, so the resiliency and the mentality that she displayed and coming back and, and doing what she did, the man gave, and, I, and that's something I won't forget. That's, that's a huge story for the world of sports. Forget about just women's basketball. That's oh, a yeah. huge story for the world of sports this year to see her uh, at her best you know, and, and coming out and fighting for the team like that. Yeah, and I think, you know, just it, to me, I was watching and I just kind of, I didn't, I didn't, I was watching on mute because it's the Bachelorette. So there's that. But, <laughs> um, but I'm watching on mute and like it didn't, it didn't click for me what was actually happening in this mm-hmm. game because I'm watching on mute. I'm just watching Didi. I'm like, what this is it she's going off like what 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 is her motivation because what she was doing like she was she had a couple easy ones uh Mm -hmm. to queen agbo who's who is unbelievable she had 25 points 11 rebounds Mm -hmm. um a couple easy like dump offs into the post but there was somewhere it hurt one of them she comes into the lane um had has queen queens down on the post i think it was her I, i think it was her um she comes and she sees the defender is not leaving the post player. Mm-hmm. So she goes, she goes up. As soon as the defense collapses, she sticks in the air a little while and just dumps it right off to the post player. I was like, uh, man, like what, where, where, <laughs> like where did this energy come from? And then it all clicked for me. I was like, whoa, like the, she, this is all, this is all coming back from um, yep. her first Everything. game back. So did, was that um, an and one? Was that an and one on that? There was Not one where she that, dropped off no. wherever the M one. Okay. <laughs> I remember Isn't I that, that. when she drove baseline and she yeah. dumped off. And kicked yeah. It. Yeah. yeah. She was so she was so good. Yeah, because I think Queen Queen was the one who she actually collided with. And Queen had that concussion, if I'm correct. I think Queen had a concussion from that. And I was like, wow, that must have been an incredibly hard hit. 
if she if Queen had the concussion and and Dee Dee had the injury that she had to her spinal cord. But uh, I believe. Uh, no, it was. Oh, it, it was. Uh, who was that? No, it was Moon Urson. Ah, okay. But she was also out there, I believe. Yeah, yeah. yeah she yeah, played she twenty four minutes. She played. Yeah. Okay. I knew it was. It was an unorthodox name. I couldn't remember if it was Queen, <laughs> Queen or, or moon. moon. Yeah. So it was Queen. Moon. Yeah. <laughs> Queen Moon Dee Dee. A great, a great, a great team. A great name team here <laughs> yeah. uh, with Baylor. Yeah. Um, but not. I. They're really good. Uh, that's that USF team is also pretty good. So like, I'm yeah. not. You know, I don't think it's any like hit the panic button. Um, right. but you know, Baylor is going to have some interesting tests and to have DD back, yeah. um, healthy is, is a huge deal for them. They play yeah. Arkansas next. Mm. That's going to be Arkansas. a great one. That's going to be gonna... a great one. Yeah. We got to get our popcorn ready for that one. That's that is one. on Sunday. <laughs> I think that's Sunday. on Sunday. Okay. Yeah, Sunday, Sunday at six. Hopefully that happens. Mm. We have to put that disclaimer on everything. I know, uh, <laughs> but you know, I, I, I loved what I saw from Baylor last night. I love the story um, with them. Uh, Christy, anything else? Did you catch oh. any of your league? Oh, yeah. Um, there are so many games going on. I know um, in, the, <laughs> in the Big Ten. I know. Like, but in the Big Ten, I, I believe last week, um, the Big Ten went 14-1 and one with Maryland's loss to Missouri State being the only loss. Um, oh, really? Yeah. So that was pretty interesting to see. So a lot of great storylines coming out of the Big Ten with uh, – you know, you have Angel Reese, obviously, uh, a great player as a freshman at Maryland. I know she got some weekly honors, but also Nas Hillman is falling out at Michigan. And I know mm -hmm. she was a uh, player of the week in the Big Ten. So, you know, a lot of great hoops on the horizon for sure. I know um, that the ACC is getting going, too. I know Jeff Walls is is ready to go at Louisville and taking on DePaul on Friday. And I believe at halftime <laughs> – at halftime, oh, right? Yeah. Aren't they doing the WNBA draft lottery Friday? Good point. I forgot to mention that. So in a game that was scheduled via Twitter, because <laughs> uh, Jeff Walls, they, they had their game against UConn canceled. Yeah. UConn's having COVID issues. They should, you know, I think said the other day, like they should be um, in the clear um, next week, this is, which is great. But yeah. so the Louisville was high and dry. And so they they Coach Walls put on Twitter, hey, who wants to play? Apparently, DePaul got in touch with Louisville. So we get a top 25 matchup yeah. on Friday, yeah. along with the uh, the WNBA draft lottery. Uh, yeah. Four teams in that um, are uh, New York has the best odds. Actually, I'll tell, yes. you, I'll tell you the odds. But okay. um, New York has the best odds. Then we got Atlanta, I believe, has the second best odds. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then we got um indiana with the oh Dal no, no dallas is dallas. second okay. atlanta's third uh indiana's fourth i did a bunch of you can go on across the timeline and they have a draft lottery simulator so i did that a bunch today uh unsurprisingly the team with the most chances won most of the time every time in new york. <laughs> right right so yeah. um yeah, so New York, New York has 442 out of 1,000 odds, then wow. 276 for Atlanta, 178 for Dallas, 104 for Indiana. Okay. Um, I just did it, and actually, Atlanta got the number one pick. Ah. Up the number two pick. Ooh, Dang. how about that? Kennedy Carter down there. Yeah. You got Sabrina Inescu in New York. Ooh, who are they going to add to the mix? I mean, 
that's going to be fun to see that too, uh, you know, just to keep the WNBA yeah. in, in front of us as well, you know, even though the season is, is completed, you know, there's still a lot of work to be done moving forward for 2021. So yeah, that'll be exciting. I know that game's on national TV on Friday night too, which is great. Oh, wait, I might as well announce, I guess. I don't know. Maybe I should announce this, but I don't <laughs> no. care. Like, as I'm, we're going to do, um, we're going to do a WNBA mock off season uh-huh. on, on one of the her hoops. That's properties. It'll probably be right here on this <laughs> podcast feed. Um, but it may be in like four parts. Cause I imagine it's going to take forever. So what we're going to do, right. <laughs> if you're familiar with um, the mock off season, that a couple of the NBA people do Nate Duncan and Daniel, Rue, we're going to just take that format, lift it for the WNBA where we're going to have, um free agency played out as if mm-hmm. there's going to be people are going to have a certain amount of teams right and then someone's going to be a player agent and right. they're going to negotiate a contract <laughs> i love um, it so if you're if you're into like the nuts and bolts of, yeah. of the WNBA, you should listen to that whenever that comes out um and then hopefully we can get we can get some some players some fictional money Hopefully yeah. we can set the market really high for a lot of these players. I know. I was going to say, we should like, you know, have a little fun with that. I'm, I'm lobbying. I'm <laughs> lobbying to be the player agent. I'm just going to tell everyone I want my money. Right. Want, Give me that money. Show I, me don't, money. I don't care where we're playing. I want right. my money. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we're going to, we're going to be doing that. Um, and it, it'll be really fun. Cause we get, we do have a lot of uh, free agency stuff, draft mm-hmm. stuff that'll be coming out soon um draft is gonna be weird this year because like i know right so you mentioned dd dd richards is in the fourth year she's senior she can come back next year there's nothing stopping her she has an extra year of eligibility she could stay yeah and depending upon you know hopefully she continues to respond really well to Mm -hmm. um her recovery process and her injury and everything but you know if for some reason you know it just doesn't feel right uh you know she gets that year back yeah. So that's that's kind of a saving grace for for a lot of players who could be in that same situation with, you know, minor injuries that aren't healing quickly enough, mm-hmm. you know, and sometimes you would maybe fight through it knowing that the end of the road is, you know, at the end of the season. Yeah. But if you know that you have another year built in, yeah. you have that cushion, like I don't want to, you know, do anything physically detrimental. So I'm going to go ahead and, and take next year and yeah. use that instead of, of this year. So you know, you never know, but it is there for, for a lot of players to have that option, which is, which is good. I think, you know, oh, yeah. you don't want to press through if you're not physically capable. Well, and, you, and you don't want to push people into playing exactly. if they're uncomfortable, which exactly. is the, which was the bigger thing. And I think it was a really actually mm-hmm. um, a wise thing to do for the NCAA, which is not something you're going to hear me say very often. <laughs> um, very, very wise thing to do to let everyone just have an extra year. Yeah. Um, but it'll be interesting because, I'm my, I'm going to, I'm going to predict that there is someone, there is someone that we think is going to be a draft pick that teams have been evaluating and waiting for in this year, a high draft pick. That's going to say, Hey, you know what? I want to go back to college. I want to go win a national championship or I want to go become the the best scorer in my school's history. Right. Right. So I think that's going to happen where there's, there's players that are just going to say, Hey, like I want to, I want to come back. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. So, I mean, the option is there. So uh, it's just something else for the student athletes to think about. So. Yeah. Yeah, It'll be interesting. Well, 
what will be interesting as well is <laughs> how many games we're going to continue to get in on, on the collegiate level right here, Gabe, man. I tell you what, there's going to be so many exciting things to watch for, and hopefully everybody stays help, healthy so that we can look for them <laughs> during the games. But another fantastic conversation with you, as always, on the Her Hoop Sats Podcast Network on Courtside with Christy and Gabe. We will see you all next time talking all hoops all the time. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.